Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. How fast things can change. On Friday, we were here celebrating the One Fargo George Floyd celebration that took place in Island Park. We talked about here on the show Friday night that the event was really sort of this exemplary event for our community, our nation, bringing people together, having important conversations, talking about creating equal justice for all, looking at ways we can create a more perfect union here in the United States of America. I mean, our city leaders, the Fargo PD, really opened their arms, worked extremely hard, gave a lot of coverage, if you will, to help the organizers put on this one Fargo event with Black Lives Matters. And in fact, Wes Philome, who we had on the show last week, he was one of the organizers. He posted this on Facebook about the event probably on Friday over the weekend, but he says, Fargo, can I just say how beautiful the One Fargo event was on Friday afternoon? Less than a week after the city descended into chaos with over 2,000 people marching and police in riot gear, we all came back together. We disarmed the police. We had them leave their riot gear at home despite over 2,000 people gathering again, even with credible threats of violence in the air. We laughed, we loved, we cried, but most importantly, we came together. Not a single blade of grass was broken, not a single rock was thrown, not a single act of violence. I promise you there is power in that. We showed that we could come together to seek change without any negativity. This will not be the last time. I promise to be visible, I promise to be active, and I promise to bring about change. Boy, did he bring about change today, folks. Because then today, things seem to dramatically change. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about specifically here in just a moment. But as I go through this tonight and sort of lay this out, I wanted to give you the context right there. But as I lay this out, I want you to be asking yourself, why? Why, why would you write that post, celebrate this amazing event on Friday, and then come out on Monday and make pretty powerful accusations against the very people that went above and beyond, most would say, to help you put on this incredible event on Friday. So keep asking yourself why tonight as we go through this. Let me break this down for you. At 1129 a.m. this morning, our newsroom got an email from the organizers of the One Fargo and Black Lives Matter group here in town. I want to share with you what they said. Subject line, emergency press conference. That's an attention getter, right? Good morning. This afternoon at 1.30 p.m., One Fargo, along with our Local Black Lives Matter chapter will be holding an emergency press conference at the gazebo in Island Park to share information we've obtained, to share information we have obtained that occurred on the day of the protest, May 30th. This information is in regards to the activities of former Deputy, Deputy Chief Osmondson and sheds further light on what occurred if others were involved and how high did the involvement go. So you read that and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? I mean, this pressure is going to have some pretty decent information, right? You're thinking to yourself, okay, what is going to go on in this pressure that I need to be there? So everybody from newsrooms ended up going out and about to check out what was happening with this pressure. And we're going to sort of break this down for you. Now, I did this in different segments, okay, because I think I want to give you some context and sort of chime in at different times. But when you say, hey, we're going to give you information, I think most of us are going to believe there's going to be some form of evidence that's going to be incriminating to somebody if you're going to send out an email to all the media and call it an emergency press conference. When you think of press conferences, what do you think of? I think most of us think, okay, there's going to be a dialogue, a conversation. That's important to note because at the end of this press conference, as you're going to see, they said, okay, and we're not taking any questions. Huh? Why not then just send out a video statement? So that's what I'm asking as we go through this. Keep asking yourself why. Why go out, celebrate Friday, then show up on Monday and do this? In fact, what you're going to find out is on Monday morning, this group met with city leaders and made these accusations. They did it publicly this afternoon. So here's part one 
of this emergency press conference that took place earlier today. Again, this is one Fargo, all right, and also Black Lives Matter, the local chapter, coming together. And I'm going to play pretty much all of this pressure for you tonight because this conversation in our country right now is very important. Very important. So I'm going to play all of it for you. It's long, obviously. We're going to break it into clips again, but I want to give you the full context. Here's part one. Continued dialogue with law enforcement during the protests. One thing was clear. The police was not on our side. Despite being made aware of the planned march several days in advance, Fargo PD failed to properly prepare for what would happen on May 30th. We have information that suggests that it wasn't until Officer Schindeldecker used the downtown traffic cams to surveil the march moving on Broadway that they became aware of its size and volume. We also have information that suggests surveillance of the protest would illegally continue throughout the day via former Deputy Chief Osmondson and that the highest leaders of the Fargo Police Department, including Chief Todd, and the other deputy chiefs were fully aware of the former deputy chief's actions. Here's part one. You can hear West insinuating the Fargo police illegally, illegally surveilled people by using public cameras for people that were some protesting, some rioting on public streets. Don't know where that's illegal, but also uh, he goes on to say that Chief Todd was illegally surveilling people as well. well. Chief Todd told you the Sunday after the riots that he had put confidential informants in amongst the protesters and rioters on Saturday. So, look, I'm not an attorney, but if the chief is going to come out publicly and say, hey, look, you know, we did this, we used confidential informants, CIs, I, I think it's safe to assume that it's not illegal to use the CIs in the situation. So just as a reminder, here's what Chief Todd said Sunday at the press conference the morning after the protests and or riots we know that because we had undercover people in amongst them trying listening to them following them around uh, getting close to their conversations they weren't were, were not from this area they were traveling from city to city they talked about some of the cities they had already been to some of the cities that they might go to to do this exact same thing they were not interested in our march or for affecting positive change, for recognizing what happened in Minneapolis and, and expressing sorrow for that family. They were here to create mayhem and destruction. That was their purpose, to hijack this event and turn it into something else. So to be fair to Wes, uh, many of the people that have been arrested at this point are actually local people. One of the person that was arrested was from California. We told you uh, last week that person did have a Glock 26 on them when they were arrested. So, you know, some people from here, there were some people arrested that were from out of out of town. Here's part two of Wes's statement from the emergency press conference today. It is our belief that the former deputy chief was made to be a scapegoat and that the problems in the department are deeper. I'd like to thank the brave officer who leaked the email that led to the truth unfolding. Trust and believe that we are with you and fighting for you. To Sergeant Christie, I will lean on you in the coming weeks just as I did on Friday. To Officer Kyle, 
who was driven almost to tears when I agreed to have lunch with him and his son. This is for you. To all the brave members of the force, this is for you. But most importantly, this is for black and brown people fighting injustice. A win for us here is a win for us everywhere. 